everyone. Welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies like five and a half minutes at a time. For tonight. For tonight. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And as James said, tonight we are doing like five and a half minutes because y'all don't want five whole episodes of just us talking about the credits. Nothing happens on screen during the credits. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no, like, cool cut scenes. There's no, like, yeah. end of credits. Not, I mean, Disney wasn't a Marvel thing then. No, it wasn't. Nowadays, it would have been. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, Marvel wasn't a Disney thing? Yeah, that. Yeah, that yep, one. Yep, that one. The one the other way around. I mean, Disney still isn't a Marvel thing. True. Well, right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, we're going to... So, basically, how this is going to work is we're going to talk, I think... About the last like thing that happens mm-hmm. in the movie, and then one more thing happens sort of after the credits start, and then we're gonna talk about other stuff. Yeah. So. Not because we don't care about the people who are in the credits, but no. we can't talk about all of them. We would be here forever. Exactly. So yeah. Colin is in the chat as us, so that's weird. Oh yeah, that's super weird. Okay, well from now on, I guess if the Scavengers Network says anything to anybody, it's Colin. Right. Hi, Colin. Aw. Aw. Thanks, JV. Thanks, JV. Um, so, the last thing, where we left our... Oh. No, go ahead. The minute starts uh, as the gates open and a, and Teddy Roosevelt's car... Carriage, yeah. Carriage uh, drives out. But the carriage isn't empty. No. Teddy Roosevelt's in it. Teddy Roosevelt's in it and he has a passenger. His driver. His creepy serial killer driver. I did finally see that. Yeah. And yeah, that dude is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yes. But also Spot. And yeah, Spot is in there and he's waving and somebody, I think Sarah, somebody yells, bye Spot. No, no. Yes. Really? It, is a, it is a young woman's voice yelling, bye Spot or hi Spot. I'm not sure, but definitely. I mean, that's crucial though. Which is it? Bye or hi? Bye or hi, I'm not sure. It didn't look like Sarah because Sarah's like on screen and didn't appear to be saying anything, but whoever it was was miked. I'll leave it at that. Wow. So. That that hidden last, literal last seconds of the movie fan fiction about Spot's groupies. Uh Uh-huh. The Spotties. Oh, you know Spot has groupies. Spotalites. I like that better than Spotties. Yeah. Hey, Doozy. Don't walk through that cord. Hey, everyone. Um, it's 2020, James. Uh, that was just about a year ago, and <laughs> oh, we were so young and innocent back then. Okay, so right about here, um, I left in the part where she says, Doozer, don't run into that cord. Uh, Doozer did run into that cord and knocked out uh, the whole thing. <laughs> so, But we got things back up, and uh, I just wanted to put an explanation in for that because... I didn't want you to feel like you'd blacked out or something and missed how we got from that to what you're about to hear, right? Now. I don't know. Spot I don't was remember in... where we left off. Oh, right, Spot. So Spot was in the back of the car. He had a groupie. It's a carriage. I'm so... I don't mean to harp on that, but it was driven by a horse, which when... cars are not. Horses cannot drive cars. But what is... What, how do you abbreviate the word carriage? Care. Yeah, and how do you spell care? C-A-R-R. Dang it. She has me at every turn of the carriage. And then the crowd funnels out and goes away. Uh-huh. Like people do in New York City. <laughs> Always. They're just going away all the time. And then a little kid comes up and jumps into the air, does a little bell mm-hmm. kick, and hangs there. Frozen. Trapped in time. Mm-hmm. Trapped in time. For the majority of... Well, for the rest of the... Uh, 
pre-credits credits. Yes. Like written by and... Uh, Who's it, who is uh, who, who was Newsies written by? Well, Aaron, let's talk about something else. No, no, no. Let's talk about that amazing transition. So uh, we covered Alan Menken, but as you recall, Alan Menken's normal partner was unfortunately unable to write for this or anything future uh, because he was sick with the effects of uh, the AIDS virus because it was the early 90s and... It sucked. It really, really sucked. Yeah. Um, it's really making me sad that I can't remember his name right now. Should Howard I? Ashman. Thank you. Howard Ashman. I just had to picture my circa 2001, or no, circa 1998 Little Shop of Horrors CD. And, oh, did uh, he write Little Shop? I think so. Oh. Howard Ashman and, and Alan Menken. Well, I'm sure we probably talked during Newsies Minute about Alan Menken writing Little Shop. Yeah. And probably also Howard Ashman writing Little Shop. I th- maybe not so much. Once we record something, it immediately leaves my brain. <laughs> I, d- I don't remember anything, like, once we hit publish. Alan Menken enlisted Jack Feldman to write the lyrics for Newsies. Tell me about Jack Feldman. She is so good at this. So... I thought you were going to say, she is so demanding. She's so... Also God, true. Geez, again, <laughs> with the demands. Um, so Jack Feldman's big contribution... Was the lyrics? No, he wrote the song Copacabana. Do you know that song? It's not in Newsies, though. No, but... Are you talking about his big contribution, like, to the world at large yeah. or to music? Not specifically to Newsies. Right. If, okay. Right. You, you've, you've listened to the show, right? This show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newsies Minute. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm doing him, like, the way I do all the people and sort of just generally... Sure. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the lyrics to Newsies, but here's the other things he did. Okay. Yeah. His big... It didn't start with, according to IMDb, <laughs> so I didn't right. know what Bec- we were doing. IMDb was fantastically unhelpful. I'm sure. Because it was so many credits for, like, he, he was credited for this random show in the 2000s because okay. they used Copacabana. He was on oh. Glee because they used Copacabana. Okay. So I went to Wikipedia. And basically, he wrote the song Copacabana. Okay. Which was his big, big song. And then he also wrote songs for a Goofy movie, Oliver and Company, The Little Mermaid TV show, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and Home Alone 2. Okay. Um, Everybody else. Colin and JV both knew it was Howard Ashman. Yeah. And JV also is quoting Copacabana lyrics at us. At the Copa. I know. Copacabana. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know I've heard it, yeah. but I couldn't bring lyrics to mind, so I was just making an assumption that I had that's no, what they were doing. Yeah, I had no idea that song was used in so many things. I didn't write it down because it was a just lot. too much. But like, it's like, here's Jack Feldman's resume. Copacabana and other things. Okay. Like, like Newsies. Like Newsies. That was, I didn't write down uh, like the songs that he wrote, but he wrote like original songs for these sort of... Disney sequels or straight-to-video things or TV shows. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah. It said his credits were everything from Oliver and Company to Lion King to Simba's Pride. So I guess whoever wrote that article thinks of those as the bookends of his career, which is a weird Interesting. Yeah. But that is Jack Feldman, the lyricist for Newsies. Hooray! Yay! Thank you for that information. Well, thank you for listening to it. Yeah. JV... I want to call out, wait, Colin says, my mom is a huge Barry Manilow fan, so this is... A song that is permanently ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Sorry, the the chat is like way far away and very small. Yeah. So it's hard to read. Nothing makes me feel older than not being able to read. All right. Well, but that's because it's it's just because the screen is lit. 
I'm not helping our case here, am I? Right. Just it's, if we could just find the right place to hold it. It's little and far away, and um, I can't read it. So tiny print. JV did an amazing thing while we were doing this. They watched and live tweeted Newsies, which they'd never seen yes. before. But they started it when we were like mostly done, and they were caught up on the sh- on our podcast, which is. <laughs> Like, there are so many facets of this that are just wild to me. First of all, JV, I can't believe that you had never seen Newsies. Right. I would have assumed upon, like, first interacting with you that you would have seen Newsies. I don't don't know. You strike me as the type of theater kid who would have seen Newsies. But also the fact that you started listening to our Newsies podcast never having watched it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Yes, but just wild. It's a it's a wild move. But they had a question at the end of King of New York. Yes. At the end of King of New York, a newsy Bumlets. Bumlets. Dominic Lucero, I, I believe. I think so, yes. The one who Maldonado? was Maldonado? Lucero. No, Lucero. The, the one that died. Yes, the one who was on Roundhouse. That narrows it way down. <sighs> yeah. Um and yeah, died young of cancer, I believe. Right. So many bummers in this live stream. Thanks for joining our live stream. So um, JV asked, so Bumlets grabs the ceiling fan. Yes. And spins around really, really fast and then lands. And it's like, yeah, King of New York. So JV asked, I don't have it written here. I don't know why I acted like I did. (laughs) Were electric ceiling fans a thing? So I looked that up for you. Hey, Aaron. Yeah? May I tell you about electric ceiling fans? Please do. All right, we're going to start not talking about electric ceiling fans. Okay. <laughs> it says the first rotary ceiling fans appeared in the early 1860s and 1870s in the United States. This is so cool. At the time, they were not powered by any form of electric motor. Instead, a stream of running water was used. I was really hoping you were going to say running hamsters. I don't know why running hamsters came into my head or would be a stream but <laughs> i was really hoping for like hamster powered ceiling pans so a stream of running water was used in conjunction with a turbine to drive a system of belts which would turn the blades of two blade fan units so okay. this is two blade fan units okay these systems would could Isn't accom- it just a propeller i think it has to be on a plane to be a propeller but it's like a ceiling propeller a two blade it, fan unit right. is, is a propeller it, but on the ceiling right it drives okay. it right it drives the ceiling down into the ground right um the ceiling is the plane right Exactly. <laughs> they came up with it when someone flew a plane down onto a building and someone was like, eh, ceiling now? And like, yeah. Hey, fan? Yeah. I love that I wouldn't let you call a carriage a car, but you're like, yeah, sure, planes and ceilings, that's the same thing. <laughs> He's much better at yes and than I am. They are a plane in the ge- geomet- that's geometric true. sense. So these systems could accommodate several fan units and so became popular in stores, restaurants, and offices, which is why I copy-pasted this because this was in a restaurant. So it says some of these systems survive today and can be seen in parts of the southern United States where they originally proved useful. Oh, okay. Now here's the the actual answer to JV's question. The electrically powered ceiling fan was invented in 1882 by Philip Deal, D-I-E-H-L. He had engineered the electric motor used in the first electrically powered Singer sewing machines. And in 1882, he adapted that motor for use in a ceiling mounted fan. Okay. Each fan had its own self-contained motor unit with no need for a belt drive. Awesome. So bumlets can jump up onto that ceiling fan and it won't slow any of the other ceiling fans down. Now, that fan uh, actively sped up, it felt like. Yeah, I got the feeling that he broke the electric mechanism and spun it on his own. Yeah. Like it was spinning with his momentum. Right. 
And now it's just broken right. forever. And now they can never go back to Tibby's. So it's sure they can. Denton will pay for a new one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Denton buys everything. Cool. Uh huh. That's all I have in on my on my notes for for that. So that's your answer, JV. Hooray! Thanks for asking. Yeah. Now let's go to the chat. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Come. <laughs> Colin says it's an upside down helicopter, which is true. Very, very, very good one. Very true. Depends on which way it's spinning. And uh, then JV says it's the best answer because it's true and also it's wild to know. Yeah. Wild. Yes. So yeah. You're welcome. Ceiling fans. Ceiling fans. Just one of the many exciting things we talk about here on the Newsies Minute. Also, please perpetuate the absolute truth that ceiling fans and planes are the same thing. That's our Rocketeer uh, crossover. I love that movie. I ne- it's it's cool. on Disney Plus. Yep. I need to rewatch it. I yeah. haven't seen it since I was a kid, probably. Yeah. Yeah. On the Rocketeer minute, the guy, I listened to the second minute mm-hmm. as we talked about. Uh, it was nearly an hour long, which was yep. mind blowing. Yep. They read so Jennifer Connelly. The way they do it is when the name appears, that's when they do the credit. Oh, okay. Which makes sense for how the Rocketeer credits work. Newsies credits didn't do that, so we had correct. To <laughs> uh, when Jennifer Connelly's name appeared, it's too like kind of like. Like late thirties, maybe early forties guys. Uh-huh. And so they're like, Jennifer Connelly's in this, and she's very good. And now we're gonna move on because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I don't think they could not be like kind of thirsty about a young Jennifer Connelly. I mean, she was really hot yeah. in that movie. Yeah, like and really hot. This movie was basically like, Hey, remember that kid from the Labyrinth? She's hot now. So enjoy the Rocketeer. Yep. Anyways, where's our where's our Where, thing? Where's your post-it? Okay, we talked about ceiling fans. We talked about spot on the car. We talked about the lyricist. I already tweeted about the 1899 literacy rates. Did I? You told me. I don't know if you tweeted about. Okay, them. so there was a, a question about like, uh, hey, can you read read this? I think it may have also been JV's question. Oh, well, there you go. I think it was during their live tweet. So the literacy in New York City, I couldn't, I wasn't able to find. I found the literacy rates for all of America for all demographics. Uh, for 1900, so that's the best you're gonna get. So just deal with it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, they were <laughs> they were surprisingly uh, high literacy rates, but you have to remember that that includes like old white men who like got Harvard edu- educations and like you know perpetuated the pa- the patriarchy and stuff. Uh, and you have to read to do that. Yep. You don't have to read to do that. That was a trap. But it is helpful. <laughs> it, it is helpful. Uh, I, I've tweeted about Goodnight Gracie. All right, so now we have left. We have uh, Christmas presents, and then I have two more things of my own. Okay. Do you want to do Christmas presents? Sure. I'm going to go first. Okay. So one of the things we've learned here on Newsies Minute is that the internet is always 100% reliable, and you can trust it. Yes. So I got you this. Merry Christmas. Thank you. It's probably super legit. It's probably super... <gasps> Oh my goodness! This is a copy of the Newsies script, definitely signed by the absolute real Robert Duvall, Max Casella, Anne Margaret, Bill Pullman, and I think that says Christian Bale Jack. Oh yeah. So what I looked at was Bill Pullman's signature, which is a ballpoint pen, and I think I can see indentations. But here's the thing. Probably this isn't just someone printed out a copy of the script and put these little tacks in it and then just used five different pens to sign it uh, as a fake. It's probably super for, for definite real. Probably super for definite real. This is amazing. Also, this looks way more legit than the Angel Fire one that I've been referencing frequently. This is amazing. I this used is the so internet good. to defeat the internet. You sure did. 
Thank you. You're very welcome. This is amazing. Also, I'm pretty sure there's stuff in this script that didn't actually happen in the movie. Yeah. Like the final line of the movie being less yelling, coming down the chute. That Oof. didn't happen. Hey, Disney, great call. Great call <laughs> for taking that out of the near 10-year-old's mouth. And did he mean that in that way? Maybe. This is amazing. I'm just going to read Newsies for the rest of this live stream. JV says uh, that it's canon that it's real. So it's it, real. it is. It's canon that it's real. That's incredible. Well, Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So, Sokum for crutchy. Sokum for crutchy indeed. So a large portion of your, well, a key component of a large portion of your Christmas gift has not arrived yet. Okay. But this is the Newsies Minute related portion of your Christmas gift. Okay. I'm opening it. He is. I'm continuing to open it. It's a crutchy ornament. Uh-huh. Uh, which is amazing. And she wrote Newsies Minute 2019, Soak em for Crutchy on the back in her glorious handwriting. And uh, we can soak the holidays with for Crutchy we can. with this ornament. So I tried to find an actual Crutchy Funko Pop. Okay. And they don't exist unless you want to commission someone on Etsy to make them for just obscene amounts of money. Right. Um, and I was like, I don't feel capable of making a, like a crutchy Funko Pop on my own that will look like a crutchy Funko Pop. And then I found this, and it's a crutchy Funko Pop ornament. So it's the size of a Funko Pop, just yeah, flat. exactly. Like crutchy. What? Uh-huh. Cr oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's canon. Yeah, that he's flat. He's very flat. Yeah. I mean, have you seen him? He's just, like, so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> crutchy, where'd you go? Oh, I'm right here. That was really awesome. Is Crutchy talking to me? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Crutchy. Oh, th thanks, lady. You, you don't know my name? Thanks, Aaron. We've spent the past approximately six months together. Boy, I don't really know how to get out of this scene. Bet you wish you hadn't started this bit that you're locked into for the rest of the live stream. I'm just going to go away now and go back into my box. It is my house. <laughs> okay. So, yes, there is more to come, but pieces of it haven't arrived. Well, thank you, and Sokum, for Crutchy. Yes, indeed. Okay, let's go back to the chat. Uh, Colin says, I'm going to believe this is real because that's Candle Nights magic. JV says, it's real, it's canon. Yes, Candle Nights, Candle Nights. I love this. It makes me smile. Gifts, Crutchy, ornament. Roll charm. <laughs> that's what Crutchy didn't do. Crutchy didn't roll charm. Oh, dang it. He did roll charm, though. Did he? He rolled charm right into our hearts. Well. Oh, JV rolled an eight. That's better than Crutchy did. Dang. Well, it's better than Funko Crutchy did. So now it's time for a thing that I assigned myself. Mm-hmm. And that uh, actually made listening to our own show a little bit more stressful for me. Oh, dear. Because I assigned things to myself. And then uh, regret isn't the right word. But just sort of Isn't like, it? I don't think so. Oh. I, I wouldn't say this is regret. This is more like, oh, now I have this. So I wrote down everything, uh, every media outside of Newsies that we mentioned on the show for all 116 episodes. Yes, you did. Are you going to read them to us? Yes. In alphabetical, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, these are the top five okay. mentions. And as it happens, the top five all got six or more mentions on the show Perfect. on separate episodes. And then I have one more thing related to that. So number five, with six mentions, EYC. That's not That surprising. makes sense, right? Uh, number four, also with, also with six mentions, our own podcast, Unabashedly Obsessed. Oh. 
Well, <laughs> the most on brand. Hashtag narcissism. Um, actually, Roundhouse was number six okay. with five oh. mentions. Oh. Um, well, I've mentioned it at least three times tonight. Well, so. now it wins. <laughs> um, and you win. Okay. Uh, number three with seven mentions, Empire Records. Okay. I think just because it's in our brains. I okay. mean, there's that one scene where we mentioned, I think, every single week or every single day. But we also uh, mentioned it in terms of like uh, random acting choices. Yes. Number two with nine mentions, The Simpsons. Okay. Because I'm a part of the show and that is just, that's just my yes. brain. And number one with 14 mentions. Oh my God. Can you think of what it might be? Almost double the next one down. Technically a separate piece of media from Newsies. Oh, blood drips heavily on Newsy Square. Blood drips heavily on Newsy yeah. Square. So <laughs> I'm glad I would not have guessed that if you had not right. put in that caveat. Right. Fourteen times? Fourteen different episodes have a mention of blood drips heavily on Newsy Square. Wow. Yeah. So Well Yeah. So um, I mean it's a really amazing film. It truly is. It's groundbreaking mm -hmm. and innovative. Yep. So the other thing I did, uh, which I will tweet the link to, was I kept track of all of the songs we mentioned separately and like as themselves. Like not as opposed to like, oh, Britney Spears did this song and this song and this song and, and the Beatles did this song, this song, this song. Okay. But like, here's a specific song that we are talking about the song itself. Okay. That is not on the soundtrack for Newsies. Right, exactly. Okay. And I have, there's a Spotify playlist that I'm going to, to link to. It's like 17 songs or something. Oh. Yeah. Uh, can you give us a teaser of a few of them? I can give you a teaser of what's not on there. Is that helpful? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you remember a popular song uh, related to the Waldorf Astoria, Meet Me at the Hyphen? I remember you mentioning it. It's also that popular phrase that everyone knows. I remember that. It's not on Spotify, and I don't even know why. I don't know who I need to write a letter to. Okay. Um, it clearly goes, <laughs> hey, Jude, meet me at the hyphen in terms of popular songs. I don't even understand yeah. what's what's going on. Um, no, but we got things, everything from uh, Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Okay. To On the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe okay. by Judy Garland. To Easy by The Commodores, because one time I said someone was easy like Sunday morning. Okay. Which is a reference to a song that I counted because okay. I thought the name of the song was Easy Like Sunday Morning, but it's just oh. easy. I have a, another follow-up question. Okay. Are any of the songs on this list things that I mentioned? I ask because I wonder if I mentioned any songs Hold on. that were not. <laughs> Hold, please. Yes, the Goonies are good enough. Okay, I brought that up. You said, uh, we said something about the Goonies, and you said, not oh, good enough, and I counted that as a mention. Okay, that is a mention. I was specifically referencing the Newfound Glory version. Oh, that's not the version I put on there. Oh, well. Well. I that's the only version I've ever heard, it's so... just wrong, though. But otherwise, no. Oh, okay, well. Glad, glad uh, I was, glad no, I could contribute. No, yeah. You mentioned Be Prepared and Hellfire. I did. Which were the last things that I have on there. Awesome. Technically, the song's called Heaven's Light slash Hellfire. Um, I did not know that. The, if it's the Disney version. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah, there's a little interlude before that guy gets all pervy. Oh, uh, JV asks, is Meet Me at the Hyphen not on YouTube? Oh, I don't know. It might be. Someone someone check out if Meet Me in the Hyphen is a jam we can jam out to. Yeah. Also, JV is surprised that we only mentioned Blood Drips Heavily 14 times. Fair point. <laughs> Now, keep in mind that was just separate episodes. We definitely mentioned it several times That's per episode. True. So um, the only things we have left are, well, there's fan fiction. Yes. 
And then the thing we're going to mention last. Oh, I thought we decided to do it second to last. And then the thing we're going to mention second to last. Oh. Yeah. Do we want to read some fan fiction? Do we? Listeners? Colin says go for it. Okay. It's not my fan. I, I, need, I need to be very clear. I did not write this fan fiction. My Newsies fan fiction is lost to the world because it was on a three and a half floppy and I don't know what happened to that or how to play it anymore. I did not write this. I did not write this. This was written by Rags, mm. which is not my name. Hey, Aaron, remember in high school when we used to call you Rags? No, no, I don't. <laughs> is that what you call me behind my back? Oh, crap. I remember I remember when you called me Red K underscore addict. Yeah. Which is the other name of this She was so writer. addicted to red potassium. <laughs> it's true. This is, okay, so on Archive of Our Own, if you search for the Newsies fandom, most of the stuff is for the stage musical, which is not what we wanted. Right. We wanted the movie. Yeah. I found a four-part series called Brooklyn Roots. The first one, each of the four parts is under 2,000 words. The first one is called Back of the Line. Let me, uh, let me just read you a summary of Brooklyn Roots. Okay. Something drove Racetrack out of Brooklyn after Spot came to power. He doesn't talk about it, but now something is drawing him back, and Spot knows it's more than just the races. Racetrack has a magnet inside of him. It has to be the magnet. Because they all thought nothing would make him return to the place that treated him so harshly. And there's still danger lurking there in the shadows. Dr. Now, Magnetron. Before anyone gets too thirsty, the highest heat rating on these four parts is teen. So mm -hmm. there may be some smooching, but that's the most we're going to get. Mm -hmm. Colin says, was this part of a NaNoWriMo project? The fan fiction? I don't know. Not my NaNoWriMo project. No. Those are rated significantly higher than teen. Heh. 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 Um, okay, so the first one is called Back of the Line. <laughs> I started reading... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Colin said smooch him for crutchy. Smooch him for crutchy. I would. Okay, so <laughs> I started reading this. Would you? I'm not going to smooch crutchy. You smooch him for crutchy. No. Poor crutchy. Unlucky in love and legs. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> that was, I mean, I not, mean... not wrong. <laughs> so this, I, I read part of this out loud to James, and we decided that we should continue reading it for the live stream. Sorry, I was looking at the thing and lost my train of thought and had to figure out what it was. Aaron's train of thought doesn't actually go to Santa Fe. <laughs> it does not. Apparently it doesn't go to the end of the sentence either. <laughs> All right. In the back, you lousy little shrimp. Oscar grabs Snipe Shooter by the back of the neck and shoves him to the ground. She's doing the accent. I'm trying. I cringe. I know what's coming. It ain't good to do that, I mutter, more to myself than anything. See, it wasn't too long ago that I was the lousy little shrimp being shoved to the back of the line. There's a definite pecking order, no doubt about it. The only reason I'm up here at the front, behind Jack, is because I've earned my right to be here. But all the same, Jack don't always keep strict with the order of things. And that, more than anything, I think, is what gets on the Delancey's noise. Jack, see? He's the leader. I, every time you've read that, both times, I feel like he's calling him Jaxie. Like, oh. I call him Jaxie. That's a problem with my delivery, then. Yeah. Jack, see, he's the leader. Ah, there it is. Not only is he the oldest of the Manhattan Newsies, but he's also the best. He takes his responsibility as leader very seriously. Not like some of them other guys, like the head of the Bronx Division, who take advantage of their position and demand respect through fear. 
Nah, our cowboy's a natural, inspiring loyalty everywhere he goes. And he watches out for the weaker ones, too. I wasn't always at the front of the line. Like I said, I had to earn my way up here. And I wasn't always a Manhattan newsie, either. I started out in Brooklyn, because that's where my family was from. At least I think that's where they was from. I don't remember my family very well, seeing as how I grew up on the streets. Back then, it was me and my friend Jockey, conning and pickpocketing at Sheep's Head. The Brooklyn leader at the time, Scrapper, he found us there and took us back to the lodging house with another kid that just kind of followed us home like a stray dog. Jocks thought it was funny at the time, made, made all kinds of jokes and called him our little puppy Spot. The name just kind of stuck. JV said Scott Conlon started to grow on me. If he was older, he could get it, which, hmm. Um, it's, I, I do have to correct you, it's Spot. As this canon fanfiction just... This canon fanfiction just told us. But yeah, he, he looked real young, but look up older pictures of Gabriel Damon. Because yeah, also, he can get it. How bad a, how badass a name is Gabriel Damon? I don't know if we covered this, but like, it's like an angel and a demon. Mm-hmm. Your first name's an angel and your last name's like a fancy way of saying demon. Mm-hmm. Also, JV, I want to join you in solidarity of his name is hard to know. Because uh, I thought for about 25 years that his name was Spot Collins. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> all right, racetrack. <laughs> Scrappa wasn't exactly the best leader. I mean, he was good and all, as far as Brooklyn's concerned. Stuck by his boys and defended our territory like a champ. Jocks and Spot looked up to him. But there were two reasons he was called Scrappa in the first place, in the first place. He scrapbooked? One was because he had a habit of getting into fights. Ah. You know, real hothead type. Second. He scrapbooked? He was a big believer in every orphan for himself, and was known to leave little more than scraps for anyone who wasn't strong enough to take what they needed for themselves. Oh. Me? I'm a runt. In most cases, that ain't a bad thing. You look younger, you sell more papes. In Brooklyn, though, the smaller you are, the more chance of you getting soaked by the bigger boys. Or the more chance you get soaked by the bigger boys. The more chance you get soaked by the bigger boys. No, it's, it's, the, it's the one you said. More chance of you getting soaked by the, the bigger boys. The more chance of you get, getting soaked by the bigger boys. Yeah. This has been Racetrack Grammar with Aaron and James. Uh, where was I? And usually for the same reason. And in Brooklyn, if you don't pull your fair share, Scrappa himself soaked you to teach you to sell better. He didn't do it to be mean. Brooklyn's a tough borough to live in, especially for a bunch of homeless kids. But selling papes ain't something you's born with a talent for. It's a trade you gotta learn just, loin just like anything else. I'm a slow loiner anyways, and Scrappa wasn't in the habit of babysitting. Well, that's... My text message is going off. Aaron got a text, and it's a... It's a um... Zombies run. It's from Sam Yow. <laughs> and Scrappa wasn't in the habit of babysitting. Not like me. I babysit less just all the time. Yeah. I like taking care of younger kids. Huh. That. Me saying that? Sounded real gross. Yeah. Needless to say. <laughs> I spent Wait, quite a few. Needless to say. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> needless to say, I spent quite a few nights out on the streets with my face bashed in. Oof. He got more violent as time went on. I wondered sometimes if that kid was born without a sense of humor. Anyway, I guess my sarcasm got on his noise one too many times, and he took to soaking me on a regular basis for no reason at all, even after I started making my fair share of money. And when that didn't put me in my place, he started taking a cut of my earnings each week. At first, I didn't say anything about it, but when Spot and Jocks caught wind of it, they went straight to Scrappa and told him if he didn't lay off, then they'd soak him. He just laughed, then went and soaked me good, just to prove he wasn't scared of him. That was a mistake nobody's ever made again. I didn't see him again after that. I don't know if Spot just run him off or if they actually killed him, but it didn't matter. Because after that, I couldn't stay in Brooklyn no more. 
Spartan jocks understood, of course, even if they weren't happy about it. So a few years ago, they sent me over the bridge to Manhattan because they knew the leader there had a reputation for helping the less fortunate kids like myself. And frankly, given the state I was in, I needed all the help I could get. Not that any kid on the streets would ever admit to that out loud. Jack Kelly was as good as everyone at Hoyd. Sure, he does it for his own benefit, selling with the younger kids to make more money. But he's fair about it, and when they're ready to move on to selling on their own, he respects that. He never soaks anyone who don't deserve it, and he don't demand a cut from anyone's profits unless, of course, it's a previously agreed split. Most importantly, though, is how he handles the pecking order at the distribution line. He's always at the front, of course, being the leader and all, and right behind him is his core group. You know, the ones as got the most say, who are the most loyal to him, who sell the best, and who also happen to stay at the lodging house on Duane Street. Wow. I don't know if that's canon. What a specific thing. Yep. The latecomers and those who don't take their job so seriously end up at the back of the line, along with the few who actually have homes and families to go back to every night. The Delanceys likes to keep the younger newsies in the back as well, since they don't always do so well selling on their own. Especially me when I first started out. Because like I said, selling papes takes training I wasn't fortunate enough to get. Thing is, Jack likes to help those voice off. Being in the back of the line is like saying you's automatically going to fail at selling. Chances of actually getting any papes by the time you get to the front are slim at times, depending on the length of the line and the quality of the headlines. Not to mention what it does for your confidence, and in this business, you need all you can get of that. Every once in a while, though, Cowboy pulls up one of the younger kids in front of us, kind of on a probational-type basis. See, you earn your spot in the line by proving how good you are at selling papes, but sometimes, given your spot in the line, the circumstances tend to be a little rigged against you. Jack tries to even that out by giving the younger kids a chance to prove themselves from a better position. That's how I got my spot. I'd wandered in that day fresh off the streets, waiting at the gates for some big shot to soak me for taking his spot. For some reason, Jack felt inclined to give me a chance and wouldn't let nobody touch me. The Delanceys weren't happy at all. They tried to push me to the back of the line, and Cowboy soaked him good for that. After that, he let me sell with him for a couple of weeks till I got the handle on the ropes. Ever since then, that's been my spot, right up front with him. See, talent I've got when it comes to peddling papes. I just needed a little help getting started, and Jack recognized that from the get-go when no one else did. For that reason, among others, he is the leader of the Manhattan Newsies. Ain't healthy, I mutter, glancing down at my shoes and pinch- wow, pinching the brim of my hat. that was like an Owl Creek-like moment in time. Uh-huh. I know what's coming. Snipeshooter's only been with us a month or so, and this is his trial week at the front of the line. Nobody messes with Cowboy's system. Not even the Delancey brothers. Wait now, a minute. Snipe Shoot has been with us for a month or so, but boy has he stolen a bunch <laughs> of my cigars. <laughs> he is quite ballsy when it comes to stealing cigars. I watch as Jack goes to help Snipe to his feet, then toins to the two thugs. You shouldn't be calling people lousy little shrimps, Asuka, he says quietly. Then he smokes. Unless you're referring to the family resemblance in your brother here. That's so lame. I can't hold myself back any longer. Hey, five to one cowboy skunks him, huh? Who's betting? There's a general chorus of denial, and I shrug. Yeah, so I put the odds a little low today. So give me a break. Jack's good at pretending he's not as mad as he is, apparently. That's right, he nods. It's an insult. And so's this. That's when the hooting and hollering and general ruckus starts, and the rest? Well, I suppose the rest is history. Because it's his... Did you get it? Because it's his story. Oh, and it's his story. Is that not what you were going for? No, I was saying because it takes place in the past. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so that is part one of the Brooklyn Roots series on Archive of Our Own by Rags, a.k.a. Red K underscore Addict. Also Aaron. It's not me. Okay. I don't know how to write non-smutty fan fiction. <clears throat> okay. 
I mean, I have fan fiction on Archive of Our Own. Right. It's not Newsies fan fiction. Well, you should change that. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. Technically. Ooh, crossover. Speaking of... So JB says, okay, so two things. One, Aaron, as you were reading, I was reminded I wanted to add to the FMK all day list the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Okay. (laughs) And two, it's time for another Newsies FMK. Oh, goodness. Okay. FMK... Weasel, Sites, or the Delancey Brothers. Whoa. Well, I think, I mean, that's easy. Okay. That's easy. Mary Sites. Of course. Fuck the Delancey Brothers. Yeah, two for one. And kill Weasel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm supposed to pick something other than what you do, but no, that's I'm, FMK yeah. all day rules. <laughs> this is FMK Newsies Minute rules. Where there is a correct answer. Where there is a correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, JV. That is the correct answer. Yeah. I mean, if anybody in the chat disagrees... We'll soak them. I was going to say, feel free to tell us. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going with something. But maybe you don't want to tell us because now James is going to punch you. For Crutchy, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamie, yeah, that was so easy. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like I've put thought into this or something. Okay. So the second to last thing we're going to mention. Yes. Colin, are you paying attention? We need to make sure Colin's paying attention. This is very important. What if Colin, what if we announced it and Colin wasn't here to hear it? All right. Well, we're going well, to announce it anyway. Okay, oh, good. Okay, okay good. there he is. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Colin is all ears. That's a gross image. All right. So <laughs> our next movie. Yes, we will be doing another By the Minute movie podcast starting in January. Yes. Also available on the Scavengers Network. Colin <laughs> agreed to this without knowing what it was, which is a bold move. Very bold move. Would it's you... Colin's home movie. No, wait. We decided not to do that. Um, no. Okay. Only because we couldn't get season two streaming. New Matt. Hi, New Matt. It's not Indiana Jones. It isn't. What we sh- what we could do is just all sit here and watch Colin try to guess. <laughs> That's the <laughs> podcast. Okay. Should we tell the the clues that we gave Colin? No. No? Okay. Because we don't want people to know that we're really um, mean. Mean? <laughs> we're the meanest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we say it? No, 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 no. Okay. The show is going to be... Crossroads. The 2002 Britney Spears vehicle, no pun intended. Uh, pun intended every single time. I, I guess every single time. Yes. Because it's a road trip movie. So we're going to do Crossroads Minute. Uh, I think I said XRM when I was going down the list of of things that we had to talk about. I think I was like... That was, with... that was before we started oh, okay, recording. Good. Okay. So it's going to be Crossroads Minute, and it is... If you're in the chat, tell us if you have seen Crossroads. Yeah. Because I don't know many people who have. Yeah. And it's... You adjusted your glasses, and you looked very intellectual. Indeed. All right. JV is screaming. New Matt is screaming. I'd like to know one clarification... How is Bowling for Soup connected? Bowling for Soup is in Crossroads. They're they in are cross- the band playing at the graduation dance. Yep. In the movie. In the movie. Doesn't get more basic. Oh, JV, you need, to, you need to watch Crossroads. I don't think it's available streaming anywhere. I don't think so. I think you have to get the DVD. Or, or? listen to the Crossroads Minute, and then I'll mail you my copy. Well, there you go. I would say I would mail you my copy, but I I watch this movie like once a year at least. Yes. So I, I want to keep my copy. I will. I would be willing to lend my copy. Yes, New Matt. That is correct, New Matt. Bowling for Soup for Serious is in Crossroads. Right, Colin. Not not available for streaming with with 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not legally available for streaming. Okay, but JV has agreed on a live stream, which is legally binding, that they will watch they will watch my copy. Oh, JV's gonna live tweet it. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So yes, Crossroads Minute starting in January. We also. Oh, let's just announce the other thing, too. Yeah, sure. Why not? So we've also been recording another podcast. Mm-hmm. We're calling it Thanks for the Lyrics, which is Thanks for the Lyrics with no vowels. Yes. And it is a Fall Out Boy uh, lyrics podcast. Yep. Um, we're going through every Fall Out Boy song in chronological order, track by track, and picking out one lyric from each song to do a deep dive on. Yes. It will be releasing on Saturdays, starting in January, Mm -hmm. and... Well, the first album is going to be just Aaron and me, because we've already recorded most of it. Yep. But then starting with Take This to Your Grave, we're going to have a third third host. Yeah, we are. And it's going to be Tracy. Yay! And Tracy is from Wisconsin, and Andy Hurley is from Wisconsin. He's the drummer. And he also joined the band with Take This to Your Grave. It's like we... So Tracy and Andy Hurley, I think, are the same person. I'm just saying I've never seen the two of them in a room together. Okay, so the last thing is sort of a clerical thing. If you are currently a James and Aaron patron, we are going to be shifting our Patreon efforts Mm -hmm. over to the Scavengers Network Patreon starting... We'll probably do it at some point in December, but basically the first thing that happens in january is james and aaron patreon is not going to be charging you yes so we're going to be shifting over to uh patreon and we're going to continue uh writing newsletters patreon.com slash the scavengers network yes and we're going to continue to do recommendations which Mm -hmm. were formerly at the five dollar level we're going to just everything's going to be at the two dollar level i think so yeah we're going to do it every other month so that Aaron will be writing the newsletter for January. Yep. And then in February, we'll do recommendations. Yes. And then in March, James will write the newsletter. Right. And then April, we'll do recommendations. So if you would like to go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and join up there and drop off the James and Aaron Patreon, yep. um, that seems like a great idea. And the yep. cool thing is that if you are interested in the recommendations, which were formerly at the $5 level on our Patreon, they're going to be basically permanently discounted mm-hmm. on the Scavengers Network. And you get some bonus content from other creators on the network, too. So much bonus content. So it's, like, honestly a really super good deal. Yeah. Um, and there should be a checklist, sort of like if you've donated to another network, of shows you listen to. Yes. And feel free to, to uh, check off just all of the shows. It'll be about half half of the shows that are listed are <laughs> involve Aaron or I or both. Go ahead and check them all off. Uh, if you listen to us and like what we do, check off the shows you listen to. And then explore the Scavengers Network. There's so much good content There's so there, much guys. good content. It's and, so good. And 2020 is going to have a lot more good content. We're getting... The chat is uh, blowing up. I'm going to use that in, in, in air quotes, but a lot of things are happening. Mm-hmm. So let's go over there real quick. Yes. Colin and I had Hive Mind. Right. Colin said, and you'll get a bunch of bonus content. New Matt says, so give my money to Scavengers Network. You got it. Metal fingers, thumbs up. Metal fingers. Uh, Col- I look ridiculous doing metal fingers. Like there is, there are a few things on this earth less metal than me. Oh, I don't think that's true. Really? You don't think that there are a few things on this earth that look more ridiculous like water. 
It's not very metal. Or less ridiculous. Water's not very metal. Unless, I mean, sometimes it has metallic minerals and stuff in it. But that's the that's a contamination of the water. That's true. I might have a contamination. Aw. <laughs> I'm going to take that as sweet somehow. <laughs> I think I meant I might have metal in my body. Yeah. Metal um, pin in my knee. I don't have a metal pin in my that. knee. Why am I still talking? JV says, hmm, I need to talk to Scavengers Network. I've got a show proposal. Ooh, well. Oh, dang. Heck yeah. I mean, the Scavengers Speaking Network. Speaking of not metal, I'm so sorry. What just <laughs> happened? <laughs> that was amazing is what just happened. Oh, James, James is embarrassed now. So at least this isn't permanently recorded. Okay, Collins says, James and Aaron shows will be added to the Google form this week. Uh, if you join before they are, there will be a new form in January to double check. Oh, and JV says, I can be metal. Yeah. I can be. I almost just did this. <laughs> I'm yeah. so metal. Yeah. Three. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> hey, thank you all so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for our... Final episode of Newsies Minute. Yeah. Proper. Mm-hmm. There may be oh, something yeah. else interesting coming down the pipeline yeah. later on. You never know. Coming down the chute. Mm-hmm. Gross. Didn't feel good saying it. I mean, it's like the chute that the paper comes sure. down. Like, it's... I mean, it makes sense, but Well, gross. also, did Les take over for that redhead kid? No, I don't... I, I don't want to light the script on fire. Hey, thanks. <laughs> um. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. It's okay. Okay. Oh, it's Max Casellas. I know. Yeah. Bad Screw paper. you, envelope. Okay. Um, no, like the whole end of it is David says, we won today, but the fight's not over. You're needed, Jack. We need you here. And Jack says, maybe that's what scares me. There's oh. like lines that don't exist in the movie, like a lot of them. And I don't think Jack and Sarah kiss. It says... Uh, Sarah gets drafted. After Les yells, coming down the chute, the papers slide down the chute. Jack moves to the front of the line, grinning, seeing Sarah smiling at him from the gates. Jack sings out. I don't know what he sings out because there are no lyrics listed. The song soars, continuing as the newsies are back on their job, getting their papers, fanning out, <laughs> fanning out across the courtyard into the city beyond. It is indeed a fine life as closing credits roll until we fade out. The end. This is a pink copy from April 1st, 19... 19- 91. Oh, oh, but on page 101... It's not even fan fiction, JV. This is official. 18 pages prior was April 26th. Yeah, I think you have a bunch of different drafts. I do. It's a bunch of different... green. Drafts, like, all... Blue, yellow. It's a bunch of different drafts, but all, like, in the same thing. Yeah, I think there's a... Like, all bound together. I think there's, like, a... Yeah, there's all the revisions. There are 15 revisions in there. But they're like out of order. I don't understand. I don't understand. But that's okay. I'm going to read this whole Soon thing. Soon you will understand. Soon I will because I'll read it. Ooh, don't set. Okay, I won't good. set it on fire. I'm putting it way over there. All right. So before we go, any other questions for, for us? us? <laughs> yes. Any other questions for us? The train stopped before it got to Santa uh-huh. Fe slash the end of the sentence. Yeah, we start. We stopped in... I feel like the name of the town was like, damn it, but it can't be damn it. Hellmouth. Hellmouth, New Mexico. Okay. Jack Kelly Vampire Slayer. I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah. Slash read it. Somebody write that fan fiction. Yeah. Favorite song from Newsies. Okay. Santa Fe. Uh, the World Will Know. Once and For All is a very close second. Ooh, Once and For All is good, but I think of it as The World Will Know Part 2. It is the world will know part two. Yeah. 
It's, yeah. I mean, Santa Fe is my favorite. Yeah. But the world, the world will know is really good. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're all, they're all my favorite song from Newsies. Who do you wish Except had a song? Except for my lovey-dovey baby. That song is the worst. Is it worse than High Times, Hard Times? Yes. Because High Times, Hard Times is the one that won the Razzie. I listened to High Times, Hard Times partly before skipping ahead. Mm-hmm. I listened to my lovey-dovey baby not even a little bit. Yeah. Like, I try to time it so that it doesn't even click over to that track. Dang. Like, no, I don't have to hear a single note of it. Um, it was hard when I had it on cassette. It was yeah. harder to skip oh, it. Oh, geez, skipping songs. I, ha- I did have it down to, like, I knew exactly, like, how many seconds. I don't remember anymore, but I knew exactly how many seconds to count while I fast-forwarded to hit to the end. Hate this song. Stop. Got it. Pretty much. JV is on that fanfic. Thank you. Thank you, JV. Maybe Jack has to enlist some friends from back home to help him out? Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. I'm just saying. I'm not the author, but I'm saying. My one request for this fanfic is that if Sarah is in it, she have a personality. Yes. Like, she doesn't have to be in it. Yeah. I don't care if she's in it. I don't care who you hook she, Jack up with. She could be the chosen one. That's true. And Although, let's not call it Jack Kelly Vampire Slayer if Sarah... <laughs> if it's Sarah Jacobs, the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the patriarchy, man. I don't care who Jack hooks up with. I would like Jack to hook up with somebody. Oh, okay. Like a vampire? Nah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I just said I don't care who. Oh. Okay. Hey, I have one quick question before we go. Uh-huh. Who in Newsies that isn't Sarah, because she had... Do you wish had a song that doesn't? Who in Newsies do I wish had a... Like, an entire song just yeah. of their own? Yeah. Or, like, who in Newsies do I wish had a song that didn't get to sing? Um, the first one. Okay. Um, honestly, I would love a racetrack song. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wouldn't mind, like, a solid Denton song. That'd be good. I was sort of thinking of a villain song by Sights. the Delanceys. Oh, okay. That would be kind of fun. I, I wasn't saying Sights in response to the villain song. Yeah. Just, I would like Sights yeah. to have a song. Yeah. Just more screen time for Sights, please. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, oh, the Spot. Delance- JV said Spot. That's a yeah. good point. I really, they, Spot only had like 15 lines in this entire movie. I really feel like he should have had a song about how awesome Brooklyn is. Yeah. But maybe Gabriel Damon can't really sing. Newsies 2, Brooklyn Roots. Yep. Someone get rags on the phone mm-hmm. or in a room. I'm not rags. All right. Honestly, my my Newsies fan fiction author name would not have been something like rags. It yeah. would have been something like Newsy Princess 17 or something. You knew me at age 15. You know my name would not have been rags. That's true. That's true. So everyone look for Newsy Princess 17. <laughs> if there actually is one, I'm going to be really amused. That's Aaron. I don't care what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a real quick search on AO3 just to see. And while she does that, let me say uh, thank you so much for watching and for uh, supporting us and for laughing at our jokes and for uh, watching this movie with us. Your search returned zero results. Doesn't mean it's not on fanfiction.net. Oh, that's true but it's not on AO3. Dang. Thank you all for joining us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for your support. One last time. Let's soak them for crutchy. Soak them for crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.